Hi, I'm Dan Davidson. And I'm Bill Smith, and welcome to a special supplemental edition of the Trek Geeks podcast. Dan, we have quite the topic today, don't we? It's real. It's a topic we've been looking forward to. I'm very excited. Uh, uh, on Wednesday, May 17th, CBS Upfronts dazzled us uh, in ways that we've been anticipating, Bill, for a really long time, and we finally got to see it. A trailer about what it was like before the things that we've been used to. It'll be a show about beginnings about new adventures, and about new challenges. We'll meet new characters, we'll be reacquainted with some familiar ones, and we're going to see things from a totally different perspective from a brave, young, and eager person. Uh, But enough about the new CBS sitcom, Young Sheldon, Bill, uh, because we're here to talk about the new trailer for Star Trek Discovery. You totally had me on that one. <laughs> that was great, buddy. We are, in fact, here to talk about Star Trek Discovery, as you um, as you mentioned so so very well. Uh, there was a a preview at CBS Upfronts yesterday, and uh, man, it was over two minutes of all kinds of Trek goodness. It really was. Um the quality and and the special effects we're going to talk about all these things but we've been waiting for this so long we got that brief glimpse last year that was kind of oh that's interesting i wonder what this is going to be like i hope they do a better job with the ship but this one pulled out all the stops gave us an idea of exactly what we can expect there's a lot of questions still but it looks fantastic you know uh, early I'm losing track of my days because I've been watching this trailer like almost nonstop. <laughs> um, early on Wednesday, about 4 a.m. Pacific time, a, the first photo was released, and it mm. showed Michelle Yeoh and Sonequa Martin-Green in a desert setting with some sort of desert gear. And on them, you could see what were very obviously communicators and a, a huge bulky tricorder and a pouch. And I got to tell you, I got goosebumps when I saw that. Yeah, it kind of reminded us of the old days of the first cell phones when they were actually in, like, briefcases. They were huge. <laughs> uh, it was great. And and I didn't realize at first, it took me a while to, to actually remember this, is that's not blue screen or green screen as it is nowadays. They were out in Jordan, I believe, filming those desert scenes. First time something like that's ever been filmed for Star Trek in that area of the world. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, filming for Trek has largely been restricted to North America, whether it's Canada or the United States or, or Alaska, which I guess is part of the United States, of course. Um, Good job. This is the first time they've gone overseas, and I think that's, uh, well, if you don't count Dubai for beyond. Uh, right. But that's incredibly exciting. A TV series, a Star Trek TV series is filming overseas with for some scenes. It, it just it, like I said a minute ago, they're pulling out all the stops. They are going to go with this full throttle, and I, for one, am amazed at what they showed us yesterday. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. There was a presentation, um, you know, that that is you know for ad buyers in the media and CBS employees can watch it internally. I guess we found out. <laughs> And they announced a couple of key things. So first of which, we thought it was going to be a 13-episode season. Nope. (laughs) 15 episodes. So they've expanded the season by two, which I think is a huge vote of confidence. 
I think it's a very huge vote of confidence. It was also very cool to hear that they are currently already filming the sixth episode. So they're well on their way. They've got their storyline arced out, I'm sure. Um, I was ecstatic to hear that it's already been up to 15. And some people have been have been questioning why only 15, but a lot of these series online streaming now are 10, 11. So 15 is, I think is great. And and like you said, it shows that they've got the confidence in the show already. When you figure 15 years ago or so, HBO kind of paved the way for shorter seasons or at least made them more common with shows like the Sopranos and, and, uh, and six feet under and, and sex in the city. And it's just become more and more common. You know, you do see some of the longer network shows take a like a mid-season break, like mm-hmm. Walking Dead or like Battlestar Galactica used to. But 13 episodes seems to be about right for online stuff. You figure House of Cards is roughly that. Sure. Uh, uh, the, uh, the Good Fight, which was the first original scripted drama on CBS All Access, was also 13 episodes. So uh, the fact that this show is already getting 15, I think, is, is enormous. You know, already it's it's going to premiere on on broadcast television before it, you know, all the rest of the episodes are dropped on CBSAA. But uh, I'm I'm beyond thrilled at that development. I see what you did there. That was pretty good. I like that. You're welcome. I'm also You're very welcome. excited, as has been the case all along, that this is going to not be something like House of Cards or Bosch, two brilliant shows. This is going to be weekly. We're not going to get it all dumped at once so that people can binge watch 15 hours of Star Trek. It's going to be every week. I think that's what keeps people intrigued and coming back to shows like that. So I'm very glad that that's going to be happening as well. Well, you know, there are a number of series now that drop weekly on on Hulu, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, the Path, which is a great show on Hulu, drops weekly. Uh, I think the the Mindy Project still drops weekly. You know, but even um, the, we mentioned uh, you know the Good Fight a, a couple of minutes ago. That also dropped weekly on CBS All Access. So the okay. precedent's there. Good, good. I like it. Another thing they announced yesterday is that on CBS All Access, they're going to have an after show, which I think is pretty exciting. It is very exciting. Um, I've been one who have started watching those more and more. Uh, of course, everybody always talks about The Talking Dead, which is on after The Walking Dead when their seasons are going. And it's it's an enjoyable show. I watched a little bit of The Sons of Anarchy after show uh, while Sons of Anarchy was still on. And uh, that was uh, enjoyable as well. But uh I'm excited that they're going to be doing this, too, because we'll get that discussion that we love. No host that we know of yet, but, uh, Bill, it's got a pretty cool name, too. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, the name of the show is is Talking Trek, and that you may say that sounds familiar. And that's because up until this week, we were going to launch a second podcast called Talking Trek. And uh, after a, uh, a very pleasant conversation with CBS, they asked if they could use the name instead, and, um, and we deferred to them. It was a very positive conversation. You know, there, was no, uh, there were no threats. Um, there was nothing like that. It was, a, it was, a, a, it was good and productive, and, and we really appreciated that they, they called us to say, hey, this is what we'd like to do. So we're actually going to rename our show Discovering Trek, which you thought of, Dan, and I actually kind of like a little better. It's about, I'm glad that finally I get to do something that you appreciate, man. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it after that call, and, and we love CBS, and we appreciate the IP and, and what they do for the show. Um, so we were more than happy to do that. And, you know, coming up with an, another title, wanted to try to throw Discovery in there somehow. So I threw that one at you, and, and we're running with it, man. And I'm looking forward to it starting in the fall. Me too. Uh, you know, it will premiere... Uh, around the same time that uh, Discovery and Talking Trek does. So 
Um, I think more discussion is great discussion, and uh, and we hope that it's something everyone will enjoy. But back to the trailer, Dan, because that was really the big showpiece of this part of Upfronts. Um, there's there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> you know, you start with the establishing you know scene in the trailer where it's Michelle Yeoh's character and Sonequa Martin-Green's character uh, essentially in the desert. And um, they're talking and, you know, Michelle Yeoh is saying, hey, maybe it's about time you got a command of your own. And then all of a sudden there's a ship. Oh, and what a what an entrance that ship makes. I think that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole trailer. Coming through those clouds, it's, it's kind of ominous, but at the same time, very exciting. Uh, I found it interesting that... Uh, uh, Commander Burnham has been under the captain for seven years. That sounds a little familiar, doesn't it? It really kind of does. <laughs> I liked it. New transporter I, uh, effect. That looked pretty good. I do. I've got some theories about that, but I don't want to get into it too much. Okay. Um, you know, uh, we'll see about that. But uh, yeah, that scene of the and that ship is the Shenzhou, I presume, because it's definitely not the Discovery coming through the the clouds. Just mm-hmm. looks. It's it's incredible, and it's just a, a great way to establish that starship in this world. It does. Very, very well done. And uh, we'll get into it a little bit further uh, as we talk about the trailer, but there is a, a, uh, an, a robot of some kind on the bridge later, and it actually has... USS Shenzhou written on the side. So yeah, pretty good uh, pretty good guess that that's the Shenzhou that came through the clouds. And, you know, and then we get a good look at, or a first look at the bridge of the Shenzhou. It looks like the technology there is a bit of a bridge between what we know and things that we've seen in the Kelvin timeline. Um, so it's a bit of an upgrade technology-wise, but I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, too, because we are, you know, 50-plus years from the original series special effects. It makes sense that the special effects are going to get a little bit better. And I got to say, the the uh, way the bridge are in the, in the recent movies, it's very snazzy and, and it looks great. So I'm, I'm okay with it. We'll see what happens. There may be explanations for it, but uh, I'm good with it. I, I'm definitely good with it too. I appreciate the fact that the bridge is not lit um, like the hotel lobby of the of the Hilton, <laughs> like it was at Next Generation season one. It it looks like a Starship bridge. Yes, it does absolutely. I'm uh, I'm very excited to see familiar faces. We saw a, a great piece with Sarek, which I'm very excited about. And looks like there's going to be a strong Vulcan tie-in for Sinequa's character, possibly. Very, very strong tie-in based on what we saw in this trailer. She's uh, There's several scenes in the trailer where uh, James Frayn as Sarek is talking with her through what looks like some kind of holographic technology, a little bit fuzzier than what we're used to in next generation time frame, so that makes sense. Um, but then again, later on, he's sounds like he's insulting her a little bit, saying that she'll never speak Vulcan because her tongue is too human, and it showed a very young what looked like very young uh, Michael Burnham uh, with a Vulcan haircut. Uh, so maybe she spent a lot of time on Vulcan with Sarek. Who knows? Questions? Yeah, that's that's really kind of fascinating. And uh, and I honestly can't wait to see where that goes because mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a really neat aspect to that particular character. And then, Dan, we got Klingons, Klingons, and more Klingons, <laughs> my friend. Those were Klingons? <laughs> very very interesting the one thing i will say and then we'll get more into the discussion is 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 they're different looking um and i'm 
hopeful that there'll be explanations for that. The one thing I found interesting, there was one scene where you saw the full head to waist of one of the Klingons and you got to see his hands and they weren't really hands to me. They were more like claws and, and it actually reminded me a lot of, um, TNG alumni Michelle Forbes character when she's kind of a bull monster in in True Blood, very claw-like three fingers or something like that. It'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with the explanation of these Klingons, but uh, they look they look interesting to say the least. Yeah, you know they're de- definitely a departure in, and I think you and I are of the same mindset of this. I, I, I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, it's the aliens in Star Trek have changed even in the scope of this, you know, the season or in the series they were a part of. Look at how the Romulans changed. Look at how the Andorians changed or the Tellarites or even the Cardassians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Klingons changed for TMP and there was no explanation. They changed again for later movies like, you know, um, three through six. And people were okay with it. And by the time we got to TNG, it was just accepted. So right. I am. Um, I, I'm interested to see how this plays out in the scope of the story, and I think that's what's key. I think you're. I think you're right. And one of the things that I, I would say to that is, is the writers uh, you talked about up through TNG and 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 further, and then back on Enterprise, which takes place before TOS. Of course, the Klingons looked n- normal, quote unquote, with the ridges. But the writers of Star Trek had a good explanation for that, and I thought they did it brilliantly with the with the virus and such. So I'm sure that the writing crew for Discovery has a plan. And I'm not going to badmouth what I see, first of all, because I don't want to, because I think it's interesting. And there's no need to badmouth something when we don't have the answer yet. So once it's explained, then maybe we can have a different conversation on it. But for right now, it's all it's all uh, all hands on deck, man. It's going to be good stuff. You know, it really is. And l- let's talk about something I know you're really excited about. Uh, and I'm, r- of course, referring to Doug Jones' character of <laughs> Saru. Um, we got a first look at his alien character, and my, oh my, I, I can't wait to find out more about th- this officer. Team Saru. That's my, Sarules, <laughs> man, because he rules. <laughs> it's funny, there was no, that I, that I can recall, and Bill, back me up if, if you, you agree, there were no leaks of him anywhere until yesterday. We didn't see anything right. with him. And man, he is so good at when he does these characters and makeup. He's he's made for parts like this. Um, it, it's it's he's going to be my Odo to this show. I can tell you right now. I, I have a very strong feeling. I, feeling I actually tweeted that out last night. Um, the whole idea that his race um, can sense death is a little foreboding and maybe a little depressing. But at the same time, being able to get that backstory like we did with Odo and the founders is something that I am really looking forward to. Now it's interesting. You, you say that he could be, you know, the Odo type for you. What do you mean by that? Exactly. He was the outcast in DS nine, but he was the one that I appreciated and enjoyed the stories of the most. And it seems that this character, and unfortunately, maybe just because of the way he looks or because he's, quote, biologically determined for the sole purpose of being able to sense the coming of death, he might be that one character in the crew that everyone kind of shies away from, is a little bit afraid of, and, and has questions about. Total conjecture and speculation. It could be wrong. He could be the most loved character of the crew. But my first impulse is is just what I, is what I just said. So, 
that's my Odo, at least right now. I think that's a fantastic explanation. I hadn't thought about it in those terms, and and now I'm even more interested. Um, there are also other aliens on the bridge, too, which I find really interesting, perhaps species we've never seen before. Um, you mentioned the little robot-type thing. It looked kind of robotic. Maybe that was a helmet it had on. I'm not mm-hmm. really sure. Um, but and, and by the way, the, the EVA suit <laughs> looks really, really amazing. What a great, in my mind, tribute to TMP, because it just reminds me so much of the Spock scene with V'ger. Uh, it, yeah, it really looks great. And uh, to see the, the backdrop of space and all of those asteroids when she was activating the thrusters on it was just beautiful, as was what appeared to be some kind of ship coming up over a ridge in one scene as well. Another nice space shot. Very ominous, very uh, bold looking, and the special effects on the show are going to be top notch. You know, it's it's clear that the game has been raised here. The bar has been raised. Um, it's this this looks like a fifteen hour movie, Dan, and I think it's got a, due in large part to shows like I don't know Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad mm-hmm. and and other shows like that, which have sort of really fundamentally changed what people watch and how they watch it. I agree 100%. And I think a lot of people might be a little bit scared that because of shows like Game of Thrones, like you mentioned, there's there's always that question of the the level of violence in those shows or maybe the level of, of sex that's seen in these shows. And with, with Discovery being on CBS All Access, there could be some potential for that. And I think people are concerned about that. But at the same time, I'm not one of those people who's concerned. I think they're going to do it right, however they do it. I will expect there will probably be some more violence in this series. It looks kind of scary and violent in some of these scenes that we saw. Uh, but I think it'll be done in a, in a way that um, Trek fans can appreciate, as well as fans of great science fiction writing. You know, I'm perfectly okay with that, too, because you know this is a different medium. You remember the... Um the episode Conspiracy from TNG. Sure. And they got away with that gratuitous shot of Remick's head exploding because they were syndicated. Right. You know, they didn't necessarily have to answer to the network. And I think that that's, um, I, I think that that's okay. And I think that this, like Star Trek, will adapt. Right. The way I've always looked at it, and I want to get too philosophical here, but the way I've looked at it is real life has those things. Shows that we right. watch growing up where it's that perfect world is not realistic. If scenes like this happen uh, in in Discovery, it's realistic, it's real life, and I don't think it's something to really get all too wound up over. But we'll see what happens. I agree 100%. Interesting to note in, in this trailer and reveal yesterday that we don't see the USS Discovery at all, nor mm. do we see cast members Jason Isaacs, uh, Anthony Rapp, or any of the other crew aboard that ship. So it's possible all of this footage could be from the pilot. I'm willing to bet that it is. Uh, I would not be surprised at all if if that's only from the pilot. And I'll tell you what, uh, it'll be great. And I'm just guessing. I'm spitballing, throwing it on the wall to see if it sticks. Maybe there'll be a little something uh, over the next course of few months during the summer. Maybe some commercials. Maybe something at STLV. Maybe something right before they announce a date. There's a lot of time left to whet our appetites even more with things like what you just mentioned, the other characters, the other ships, maybe some more aliens. It'll be fantastic. It's going to be a great summer, man. It really is. I'm looking forward to the news out of San Diego Comic-Con because I almost figured there has to be something there now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 gonna I'm not a betting man, really, as you know, 
But if I had to put my money down, I'm going to say we're going to see something at STLV. I will, uh, I will take that bet and I will raise you 50, sir. <laughs> <laughs> 50, 50 what? 50 quat lose. Ah, very <laughs> nice. Very nice. Dan, any final thoughts on the trailer? It is it is something we've waited for for so long, and I was not disappointed at all. It was energetic. It was beautiful. The cast looks phenomenal. The special effects are phenomenal. And I am going to be one positive mofo for the next few months to make sure that uh, um, I get word out on how excited I am. And the one thing, the other thing I want to say, the poster for this series is freaking gorgeous. Love it. Perfect, perfectly done. I uh, have to agree on all counts. It is, I feel like that they're they're getting this right. And I think that this was the perfect trailer to release for Upfronts. You know, fandom is excited. There are always going to be people that hate anything that's not, you know, a, a slave to, to canon in the original series. I understand that. That's their prerogative. We're not going to dwell on that here. Uh, a lot of Trek fans I know, including myself and you, are incredibly excited, and that's what I'm going to focus on. Absolutely. One thing I think is great also is we don't have a date yet. I think that's going to be coming very soon. It's been a while. Sometimes I wish places like, I don't know, maybe my work would have this philosophy that don't do it fast, do it right. And I think Discovery is going to be done right. So say we all. Dan, that about does it for this particular supplemental episode of the Trek Geeks podcast. We'll, of course, be back Tuesday with our normal episode featuring uh, yet another Klingon. Oh, that's right. (laughs) You going to tell us about it? No. No. Surprise. You got to tune in. Okay. All right. (laughs) Tune in Tuesday. Uh, And that does it for this episode. Everybody live long and prosper. You know, you know, I was biologically determined for the sole purpose of uh, sensing the coming of coconuts, Bill. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. Now you do. Do you you sense any? Not right now. No. Okay. 